Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee. She is Tam. Hello. <laughs> I tried something different today. <laughs> yeah, you did. And hello to you, Miss Tam. Hey, guys. We are glad to be back. Hey, we did a lot this weekend. But before we even go into what we did, NASCAR drivers could not stop racing, even though we were in uh, off week. You had Kyle Larson as well as Kyle Busch out there racing. Kyle Larson was in Placerville. He won. Kyle Busch was at Hickory Motor Speedway. How crazy are these names? Hickory Motor Speedway, Placerville. Saying all that to say is these guys could not stay away from racing. Although Kyle Larson won, Kyle Busch day was ended early because he has some mechanical issues. And Casey Kane also was racing in Texas. Crazy. I know for me, if I was a driver, I don't know. I guess I couldn't say whether or not I would race or not, but it was Easter. I don't know. Take a break. Anywho, let's just jump right into it. If you follow us on Instagram or on the Twitter, you know, Renee and I was at that little bitty festival called Coachella. Renee was out there doing the damn thing. He actually went shirtless. I was just out there hanging out. Renee, I'll let you talk about all your fabulous times because you got a chance to see Lady Gaga. You got a chance to take your shirt off and all that good stuff. I, yeah, I, Tam. And just for the fans even out there listening right now, th this was my uh, first time at Coachella. And uh, I. Uh, oh, it was your uh, first. To, you popped your Coachella yeah, my, cherry. I, that's right. I was a virgin. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, my cherry exploded in a major way. It was very, very awesome. I have to say, what a, what a wonderful experience. I am from Texas originally, as you know, Tam, and as you uh, fans out there that are listening to the podcast of Alters No Breaks, if you didn't know, now you know that I am from Texas. I'm not from Southern California, but I've been out here 11 years now. And uh, what an amazing thing that I think everybody has to experience if you're into that kind of thing. Now, if that's not your thing, big crowds, a lot of music, then I, I completely understand. But this is something if you like music uh, and if you like festivals with a little bit of variety, this is a, a really good festival to go to. And you're right. I was feeling myself. I did take my shirt off <laughs> at one point and I was dancing around. Tickets are expensive. I will give it that, but uh, it's worth the money. It is really worth the money. I had a lot of fun. I got to dance around with my shirt off and it was all in good taste. It wasn't anything terrible. We had a lot of fun. My, me and my friends just got, we just had a really, really good time. Uh, we were out there all three days and you know what? I survived the heat. I drank a lot of water. Got to keep yourself hydrated, folks. And uh, that's the name of the game. Keep yourself hydrated and have a lot of fun. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm sure some of our listeners have probably heard of Stagecoach, which is the country music mm -hmm. festival. And that's actually held at the same place as Coachella. And don't worry if you're listening, we're going to jump into some NASCAR talk. But since it was the off week, we wanted to tell you what we did during the off week. And this is what <laughs> we did. We headed down to Coachella. It was actually perfect. Because I'm not quite sure if we would have been able to actually record everything considering. So, you know, like the NASCAR drivers took a break, we took a break. So Renee yeah. and I both were in Coachella, at Coachella, as I stated earlier, but we weren't 
there at the same time because I actually went down with three olives vodka. I took a party bus down, which was a little bit different than Renee's experience. And which I was a little uh, jealous. Oh, did of. you see the video? <laughs> yeah, because I. I saw you post I, you when you sent me that picture with you on the that party bus. I was like, "Yeah, you went on a party bus." The party bus oh. with the stripper pole. Ah. Oh my god! I'm riding in the back seat of my buddy's car with his girlfriend, and I'm going, "Oh my god, she's on a party bus." Yes, uh. I was on a party bus, but don't worry, I brought you a couple of bottles back of Three Olives Vodka, so you can enjoy that Beautiful. drink responsibly. But yeah, so <laughs> I went down. And we took the party bus down and we stopped in the Inland Empire, which is in Riverside, on the way down to Coachella. I guess it's probably the halfway mark between L.A. and Coachella. I wonder if any of the drivers went to Coachella on, the, on their off day. I know. That's interesting. I got an opportunity to hang out with Hosley, which is a singer. She's actually pretty famous. She's actually a little bit more popular than Joe Jonas because he was actually also with us and I looked at the Instagram both of them posted something about being there and Hosley post got over 300,000 likes whereas Joe Jonas only got 80,000 likes whereas my post only got 70 so I guess I'm definitely not on their status but nonetheless had a great time there was so many things going on I mean, aside from the festival there are a crazy amount of daytime events and all of them were VIP, invite only, because this is how they do in L.A., which is pretty interesting. That's a whole nother story. But nonetheless, so that is what we did this weekend. Sorry, we took up five minutes to explain, but we're going to jump into some NASCAR, get back to our regular weekly format. There wasn't a race last week, so we can't talk about the race because, as you know, we usually right. recap the race. But what we will do is jump right into some driver's talk as well as, you know, some Bristol. It's Bristol, baby. So it is Bristol. I saw a sh- incredible amount of articles, whether it was on Fox Sports, NBC. I mean, all the outlets that talk about NASCAR actually talked about who's hot and who's not heading into Bristol. So we're not going to copy that format, but I did want to talk about possibilities. You know, there are a lot of drivers that aren't or that are winless, obviously, because we've only had seven races with Brad Keselowski winning two of the seven. So I guess we've only had six winners, but I wanted to kind of jump in and say, who's just not hot and who's hot? Personally, I think Clint Boyer is on the verge of a breakout. I think Hamlin, Mm -hmm. as in Denny Hamlin, is right there. And I also think my man, Matt Kenseth, my quiet assassin, somewhat there. But uh, who's not hot? Well, I'll tell you who's not hot is um, Danica Patrick, definitely not hot. And that's not a knock. <laughs> no, we're not Danica not, haters. We're just not Danica fans. Not Danica fans. That's it. There you go. You know, there's so many drivers that usually could be hot, but just aren't hot. And if you look at it, and this driver whose name I'm going to say, he's hot, but he's not hot. And you just kind of alluded to him a few minutes ago. And it's like Denny Hamlin, is he hot? Is he not hot? Only because we're used to kind of seeing him maybe win not win already at this point of the season. And I know he's kind of uh, one of those kind of drivers where he can be a little streaky, but not very streaky. 
But uh, Joey Logano is another guy who's kind of like he's there, but he's not there. It's like we're used to seeing him win already several races. So, I mean, those kind of drivers, I think, are kind of not so hot. But like, you know, and I'll wait to kind of like just spit out my predictions when we get to that point to the end of the show. But, uh, you know, those two drivers are probably the ones that stick out the most where I'm like, okay, these guys should have, you know, maybe should have won a race already, at least. You know what I mean? I don't know. Has Joey, has Joey won a race this year already? Uh, good question. Why? Because I don't think he has. Has he? I feel like he's been there. Yeah, I think we probably need to do some research on that one, which is unlike us because yeah. we typically know these things. That's true. What? And if not, we can just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to get back to you in a bit about Joy winning a race. In the meantime, Junior is not on our list for who's hot and who's not because he's not hot, but he's not not hot. Because he just right, got his exactly. first top five. But I did want to talk about the conversation that he and Amy had on his radio show. And they talked about having kids and whether or not he would want his kid to be a driver. And mm. Dale had a lot to say. Did you read that article? You know, I read a little bit of it, of what he was talking about. And I was like, okay. Now, Tam, I am one of these kind of guys who... If you're an athlete of any sport and you sustain some sort of injuries throughout your career and then you have children and you're just one of those kind of uh, parents who, you know what, I don't want my children to go through the same thing. So I fear for that. I can understand that. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, that is your child. And, and I think you should feel that way. So I have no problem with Dale Jr. You know, uh, coming out and saying that he didn't. He would rather not have his kids be NASCAR drivers whatsoever. I mean, uh, I think that's just something that uh, he feels is right for his family. And I, and I have no problem with that. Well, we all know Dell Jr. is a third generation driver, but mm -hmm. there technically, I guess, are four generations of Earnhardt's because his nephew is racing. But obviously, that's not his son, but it technically is four generations of Earnhardt. He went on to say that he would definitely not push that on his kids, but that he would rather them probably not be a racer or, you know, drive race cars. And he also said, quote, it's freaking expensive, which is funny. This guy has how much money? But that just goes to show you either he's frugal or it really is just that expensive. But who are we to judge what any man does with his money? He yeah. also said that he would hope that his kid went to college and got a degree. He also said that there's pretty much good and bad with racers and that he would be proud regardless. But he would be really proud if his kid got a super great job. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of hard to knock. I mean, I know I'm a parent, but I guess when somebody when when you hear another parent speak that way and not looking at Dale saying it as a as an athlete, I can kind of relate. Let's relate it to your situation and possibly ask the question. You have a military dad and you have brothers that went into the military. You chose not to go into the military, but I'm sure your dad is proud of you one way or the other, but did your dad not want you to be in the military? Did he push or he just was okay with whatever you decided? Actually, I think my dad would have been just fine with whatever I chose. If I decided to go into the military, my dad would have backed me up 
one way or the other, a hundred percent yes or a hundred percent no. Yeah. So I guess that was my dad's philosophy. So it kind of, kind of sort of like, I guess how some parents do. But in this case, like I said, like, you know, when you're looking at it from a standpoint where an athlete is sustained injuries like that, uh, uh, you know, good example, like Brett Favre. Brett Favre doesn't want his children to play football. And I understand that. Look at the injuries that Brett Favre suffered mentally, you know, uh, with all the concussions he's had. So I can understand that. Well, we will see. Unfortunately, we won't see right. it any time in the next 15 years. Well, maybe I guess in that's the next, right. well, if they get pregnant this year in the <laughs> next eight or nine years, because that's typically that's right. when kids drive. Now, one kid that we already know is going to be a driver is Keelan Harvick, Kevin Harvick's son. There's something natural. I don't know if you can say a four-year-old is a natural driver, but he's already in his car driving around the driveway. And I believe it was two or three days ago, Kevin, they laid out some cones and he has it i mean he has whatever that it is there's no question in my mind that keelan harvick is going to be a driver he even has yeah you know what i just cannot wait in 10 years to see because he has that attitude like and i know this is bad to say about a four-year-old but i feel like keelan has that eye of the tiger that intimidator he has that dale earnhardt spirit and Kevin right. used to run, you know, he replaced Earnhardt. So, yeah, I think Keelan is going to be a driver. Right. But that that's some big shoes to fill, you know, with, when your daddy's Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yeah, but he has it as the old folks would say. He has it honestly. He has it honestly. I feel like I've watched this little boy grow up because we all have. We've seen videos, whether he was jumping in the puddle of water and Tony Stewart encouraging him to lay down in the puddle of water during that rain delay mm -hmm. last year, which was pretty funny. But um, or was that year before? I don't know. Time is just moving. But he has. Yeah. He, By the way, uh, Joey Logano has not won a race this okay. year. Okay. Well, you beat me to it because as we were talking, I was looking for the answer. Good. So, yeah, he's hot, but not hot, but kind of hot. <laughs> well, just to recap, since we brought it back up, Kyle Larson's won a race. Martin Truex has won a race. Brad Keselowski has won two races. Jimmy Johnson has won a race. Ryan Newman has won a race. And Kurt Busch has won a race. Speaking of drivers or not drivers, and that was just really a messed up segment, but hey, we're going to talk about Danica again. So apparently this retirement thing, it, it just keeps coming back up. She's on her fitness thing right now, but it appears that it's a setup. If you ask me, I feel like it, it won't be long, maybe a year, two. I know the article that that was written about her uh, recently was talking about, you know, how she's not like, as they say in, in the sports world, a spring chicken. I believe she's 35, which is not old by any means as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s, but uh, 35 is really still young to me. However, I understand the big difference here is that she's a woman and I'm sure she wants to start a family at some point with uh, Ricky and all that taken into consideration, uh, you know, I'm sure means a lot to her as well as her career though, Tam. And, uh, you know, the article did say that by all means, looking at her career since she uh, became a full-time race car driver, her stats have been steadily improving. But when you 
start at being 26 and then you go up to being 24 and then you go up to being 22 and then you go up to being 21 it's not that much of an improvement although it is an improvement but is this as good as she gets i mean i don't know i mean what i think what we've seen over the years it seems like this is as good as she's going to get now whether she thinks that she can get better is up to her but you're right it seems like all this fitness and then a clothing line i think it was it kind of seems like she's setting up for it so I don't know. You made such a crazy point that I never thought about, which was kids. And that's pretty sad, I guess, as a woman that I didn't even really consider that she wants to have kids. Yeah. Well, you know, with <laughs> Janet Jackson pushing one out at 50, who knows, you know. I Oh, my goodness. I, I read that. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, but you know what? I would have pushed one out, too, if I was Janet, because Janet's husband, who she's now separated from, he's a billionaire so yeah. i think i would have pushed one out i don't know <laughs> i'd have been like yeah okay let me push this kid out at 50. <laughs> he's only 42 i believe yeah i think he's 42 it, and she's 50. oh he was 42. yeah he's 42. his dad is actually a big to do and the brothers they kind of took over the family business and took it to a whole another level but his family is they're in the retail business so they own a bunch of I guess they do like uh, retail management type things. So they have mm -hmm. stores, they have malls, they have car dealerships, things of that nature. But they're pretty a bit to do. They're based in Qatar, and that's actually where he was born. Some people may say Qatar, but having spent a week in the Middle East in Qatar, it just depends. Some people say Qatar, some people say Qatar, some people say Qatar. I don't really you know. know. I've I've also spent time over there, and uh, you're right. Sometimes I think some, depending on who you're talking to, some say potato, some say potato. But yeah, I've heard Qatar. I've heard Qatar. Well, you're right. When I was there, it was Qatar. <laughs> so mm -hmm. moving on, I don't know how we move on from Danica, but I guess it's easy because we're going to talk about some Formula One. We're going to talk about my guy, Lewis Hamilton, and whether or not he is going to get his butt in this Daytona 500 car. You know, there's been <laughs> some right. talk about him possibly doing the Daytona 500. And I vaguely recall something about him possibly getting behind the wheel and um, getting an Indy car for the Indy 500. IndyCar, wow. Yeah, but I think he has the NASCAR bug because if you remember, he showed up year before last when Jeff Gordon was retiring and he came to a race last year too, if I'm not mistaken. So I think there is a possibility that Lewis is going to get in a car because it, it had faded out, but then it creeped back up again. So... We'll see. What What do you think? Do you think it's a possibility or you just think it's uh, noise? I think it could be just noise, but crazier things have happened in sports. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him on the racetrack. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in an Indy car either. Well, if I'm not mistaken, F1's Fernando Alonso is going to be driving in the Indy 500 this year. And that kind of re-sparked conversations of Lewis Hamilton jumping into NASCAR. On a side note, listeners, let us know, what do you think about drivers crossing over into various races? So meaning that an Indy driver 
crossing over into NASCAR and vice versa. Obviously, going back to Danica, Danica crossed over, but she crossed over and stayed into NASCAR. So my question really is about them moonlighting for one or two races. Because even when Pablo Montoya did it, Juan Pablo Montoya, he came over to NASCAR for a good time. And then he went back. So he didn't really moonlight. He kind of came over in NASCAR and stayed. Then he jumped right back. I cannot say his name without thinking about the jet dryer. (laughs) I don't know. That's real random, but I still can't believe that. Or the target symbol, right? Um, He just hit the jet dryer. Okay. So uh, what else is going on in NASCAR? I feel like we've we've been away for two weeks, even though we technically did have a podcast episode last week. Oh, mm-hmm. we talked about the all-star race, I think, last week, didn't we? Uh, did, so did we talk about we the We talked one? about the all-star race last week, didn't we? No, we did not. Okay, well, by now, you guys already read about the format and the four stages, you know, 20 laps, 20 laps, 20 laps, 10 laps, and how it works. And if you haven't, just head over to allturnsnobreaks.com. We posted a quick um, video about it that NASCAR did as well as a little chart that tells you. What I do want to talk about is Kevin Harvick giving away the million dollars. Now, if you did not catch that news, one lucky fan, hopefully me, 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 will win a million dollars if Harvick wins the all-star race. That is pretty bananas. (laughs) That is just amazing. If I'm a fan and I and I read that anywhere that I could log in and and sign up to possibly win a million dollars if Kevin Harvick wins this race, I, I, I'm signing up. You know that's for sure. Uh, how do you pass up on a chance for that? Now I know it's like one in a million itself, but still, I mean the chances of Kevin Harvick really winning is pretty good. Here's the thing: there's a million dollars on the line for the racers, for the drivers, so. And Kevin Harvick, he has that it thing. And, you know, we talked about Keelan, if a four-year-old can have the it thing. He has it, and he got it honestly from his daddy. I never count Kevin Harvick out. Kevin is just like Jimmy Johnson. You never count these guys out. So with a million dollars on the line, shoot, put me behind the car. I may win that million. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will take the million dollars gladly. I sure would, too. Yeah, so listeners go check out how to win the million dollars because it is on the line if kevin harvick wins you can win too but you know what i'm gonna put it in the universe i'm gonna win the million dollars if kevin harvick wins so don't so i'm not even gonna tell you what you need to do to win because that means that you're my competition (laughs) no just kidding (laughs) okay oh we didn't really go into details as to a what the new format is about because it's just too long to read. But this is the new format that is the first of its kind under Monster Energy. Coincidentally, Monster Energy was named brand of the year. So clearly they are doing something right. And if you didn't hear the news, Monster Energy received the 2017 Synopsis Sports Media Awards. They received the Gym Award for the best brand of the year. The brand is only 15 years old, so that's pretty huge, and that means that they're doing something right. NASCAR also won an award at this very award ceremony. They took home the Social Media Excellence Award. And I have to say, again, we're NASCAR fans first and foremost, and technically, I guess, we're a part of the media, and I have been for many years. But 
I'm not going to say this because I'm a NASCAR fan, but NASCAR does a most excellent job with their social media. And it just the last year or so, maybe the last two, they have taken it up a notch. They won the Social Media Excellence Award. And just to kind of throw some numbers out, in 2016, NASCAR had 4.3 billion impressions. That's billions with a B. And not only did they have 4.3 billion impressions, and that's across Facebook and Twitter, they also had 287 million engagements. And that was a 101% increase up from 2015. So like I just said, over the last year or two, they've cranked it up. So for them to win this award is definitely well-deserved. I follow NBA, a little bit of NFL, But NASCAR is just on a whole nother level. And the fact that they so quick with it, whether it's on Sunday when it's the green flag, the photos. I mean, as someone who has worked as a social media producer, and I'm not sure if I ever mentioned this, but to our listeners, I've had a lot of uh, careers. I just wake up in the morning and switch. I don't know. But I used to work at Playboy as social media producer. So I actually used to post on Playboy.tv's Instagram, or excuse me, not Instagram, because this was before Instagram, but Facebook, Twitter accounts and all that. So I am aware of what it takes to run social and it is not easy. So they're definitely doing a most excellent job, whatever they're doing. Yeah, that Tam, that is a, that's just quite impressive. And you're right at 15 years. I mean, it takes usually over 20 to 25, sometimes 30 years for companies like that to even. Yeah, you're talking uh, about Monster, right? But, you know, it's kind of like what I, I said at, at the beginning of, of when they chose Monster to be the new sponsor for NASCAR. I thought it was a great move. And, you know, it brings in a, a younger crowd just because of what the company is. And, you know, who doesn't like the Monster Energy Girls? I know I do. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's so funny because we've come a long ways. If you think about the beginning of the season when everybody was up in arms about their outfits, now it's all about the girls. I mean, they, they have some beautiful girls. They're very friendly, polite. They always have a smile on their face. I think I like them better than I like the Miss Sprint Cup girls. Kim Coon is probably my favorite Miss Sprint Cup girl. And not because she was cute, but she just says she has a great personality. Every time I see her, she's very friendly. She always speaks to me. And she's done a great job of transitioning. She's still in the sport. She was working for MRN, but I think now she's doing some stuff for NASCAR. I think she's on a podcast for NASCAR.com, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I think I like the Monster Energy Girls, too. I guess we can kind of move on, kind of close out the show, fan comment of the week. Predictions, predictions, predictions. So I just jumped over on the NASCAR Reddit board. First thing I pulled up, Jeff Gluck says, confirms with a question mark, Matt Kenseth is not, all capital, N-O-T, retiring. Okay, maybe I missed today's news. I didn't even know this was a conversation or a topic. Just randomly looking at some of the comments. So one commenter wrote, Matt Kenseth, Quote, I would like to announce my retirement dot, 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 at a future press conference when I'm actually ready to retire, unquote. Okay, I don't know what this is about. Did you hear anything or see anything about this? You know what, Tam? I did not see anything about that. So the fact that that was even written 
that was really surprising because I had I hadn't heard or read anything uh, of well, that. Well, it says Jeff Gluck says in parentheses confirms question mark Matt Kenseth is retiring. I'm not quite sure where this is coming from, but that comment that I just read was from Tonto43 on the NASCAR Reddit board. So let me just scroll up, see what else somebody says. Uh, let's see, 22 Fusion. And shout out to Ford Performance because I'm actually headed to Talladega. And speaking of Fusion, this is just a coincidence. I was told that I'm going to be driving a Ford Fusion to Talladega. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get behind the wheel of that. So let's see. Somebody writes, and this is 22 Fusion. He or her writes, maybe I'm wrong, but isn't it strange to announce the announcement of a new sponsor or scheme over a week away from the announcement? Isn't that something that you announce like 24 to 48 hours in advance at most like today? Today would be a good time to announce that tomorrow you will have an announcement for probably a new sponsor. I'm literally just picking these comments at random and I'm not quite sure what's going on. Another commenter wrote, the guy from Racing Forms that leaked the Carl Edwards retirement news said it was a sponsorship announcement. Hmm. Okay. I think we need to not read any more comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because. I was like, what? <laughs> apparently. There's some, a hyped up announcement at the HOF, which is Hall of Fame. That's not a retirement. Has me thinking long-term sponsor plus possible Darlington reveal. Okay, let's just cut to the chase. And I, it, it's actually kind of great that I read this because us as fans, we speculate so much when we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And this message board is full of people that's guesstimating. And I guess I used the word guesstimating. Right. What the hell is going on? But it doesn't appear that Matt Kenseth is retiring. And if well, he is, we'll uh, talk about it on the next episode. How about that? I was just about to say that. <laughs> We're not live, but that was live. Okay, I'm going to date myself. Do you remember the comment that was live? And that was Memorex. How was that comment? Oh, Memorex. Yeah. Well, it was, it was. Which was a, it was a tape cassette, yeah. right, Tim? So they would say that was live and then Memorex, even though that never yeah. made much sense because if it was live, right. I guess they taped it live on a Memorex tape. That was one of those Tamisms, old school, as your mama and them right. said. And me and Tam just dated ourselves both. So uh, we both just dated ourselves. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to undate myself. Well, actually, I, you know what? I'm about to really date myself with these predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. It is time for some predictions, predictions, predictions. Renee, who you got? Well, Tam, here we are. We are at Bristol. And I'm going to be honest with you, Tam. I think it is time that um, Joe Gibbs Racing will finally win something this week. And it's going to be this week. And I don't know which driver it's going to be from Joe Gibbs Racing, but I got two of them down that I think are possibly going to win. I'm going to say it might be Denny Hamlin. I got a bigger feeling that it might be Matt Kenseth. Okay, so you're going with Denny Hamlin and Matt Kenseth. So you're you're going with Joe However, Gibbs Racing to get the hump <laughs> off the back and to win a race. Right, right. However, I will say this. It's even a possibility that Kyle Busch might even come through as a winner. 
But here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go as Denny Hamlin as winning this race. But I'm going to go as Matt Kenseth as my dark horse. I kind of want to go with Kyle Busch as my dark horse. But I'm definitely going with Denny Hamlin winning that race in Bristol. And Matt Kenseth as my dark horse. And that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. So you stick to your story, and I'm going to tell you a little story about our past 10. Each week, I give you the past 10 winners at whatever track we're at. So we are at Bristol this week. We're on a short track. And just really quick, something I should mention about short tracks. This is actually our second short track race of the year. Do you know that Richard Petty has won 128 races on the short tracks? Oh my goodness, it's 128. Yes, and that's insane. Ted. Yeah, and the closest to that is DW, as in Daryl Waltrip, and David Pearson with 47 races. That's pretty wild. That, that's more than half of those two guys. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get back to our past 10. At Bristol, we race twice a year. We race once in April and once in August. A long time ago, it was in March and August, but now it's April and August. Just a fun fact, our first ever race, NASCAR race at Bristol was in 1961, which is pretty crazy. But I'll give you more on some fun facts later. So getting back to our past 10, in 2016, we had Carl Edwards. Oh, Carl. Hey. 20. Where you be at, Carl? I know. Come back. We miss you. I missed that walk. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, right. 2015, Matt Kenseth. 2014, Carl Edwards. 2013, Casey Kane. 2012, Brad Kozlowski. 2011, Kyle Busch. 2010, Jimmy Johnson. 2009, Kyle Busch. 2008, Jeff Burton. And 2007, Kyle Busch again. Looks like in the last 10 years, Kyle Busch was the man and Carl Edwards, who's no longer racing. I see. You know, I always look for patterns. I just mentioned Kyle Busch a couple of times, but before I even break down Kyle Busch's stats, his brother, Kurt, is actually a five-time winner at Bristol with his first win coming in 2002, his last win 2006. Kyle Bush is also a five-time winner at Bristol. His first race came in 2007, his last in 2011. So it's almost like he picked up where his brother left off. As we know, all Kyle Bush does is win, win, win when it comes to Xfinity races. So yeah, he's an eight-time winner at Bristol in the Xfinity races, which we already knew it was going to be something crazy. Going back just a bit gotta drop something on you so we talked about dw for a second you know dw has won Ooh, he's won 12 times at bristol is that right 12 times? yeah so oh, i expect a lot, lot of commentary from him on sunday about the race seeing how he clearly is an expert he actually won seven straight races between 1981 and 84 which is pretty intense to win seven races in a row it's crazy, but overall, he's a 12-time winner at Bristol, and I believe he won a race in the Xfinity Series as well, so that's actually pretty cool. So now you're sitting on the edge of your seat, I'm sure, hopefully, waiting on my picks. So I'm going to keep it real simple. I already knew who I was going to pick from last week. I'm rolling with Matt Kenseth as my winner, and my dark horse is Chase Elliott. 
I think that the young guy is going to do something. And I feel like Matt Kenseth. And coincidentally, before I even read that comment, I didn't even realize the retirement conversation thread. Mm-hmm. My silent assassin, Matt Kenseth, is going to win this race. And as Renee would say, that's my pick and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, at least we have something in common, Tam. And I'll tell you something. You know what? I think what I want to tell our listeners is uh, is something that I, I always like to say every once in a while. For you listeners out there that listen to our podcast, this is definitely a podcast for fans by fans. We don't have a lot of uh, access to uh, certain things like most medias do that that are paid by high-priced media type of corporations and, and uh, businesses. Uh, we do this podcast and we do our best to give you information as we look it up. We try to do our own research. And uh, I just want you guys to know, you know, how much I appreciate Miss Tam going out on a limb here and always, uh, you know, doing some research and background and stuff that she brings to the table to this show to help make it go smooth and better each week and every week. So shouts out to you, Tam, from me to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, shouts de- right back at you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, and like we always say, and Tam usually will always say this too as well, but uh, we always like to engage with our listeners. And if there's anything that uh, at any point in time when you uh, listen to our podcast, if you feel that we have said something incorrect or you have something to rebut what we say, please, by all means, we'd like for you to hit us up on our social media. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on our Facebook and our Instagram as well. Please, please subscribe to our podcast uh, on iTunes. Please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear uh, back from you. Uh, and, and you know what? Any comment helps us. So please comment back to us. Hit us up on our social media. You can find me on my own social media at It's Renee Garcia on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. My handle is all the same on all three social media. And Tam, where can they find you? Can you can find me at I Am Sincerely Tam across the board. And make sure you check out the show. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our username is Turns No Breaks. And hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Thank you very yes. much. Oh, and don't forget yes. to follow us on Twitter because we're actually giving away more cool items on Sunday. We gave away a right. Valvoline hat as well as a pair of mechanics gloves on Sunday, last Sunday. We have more items to give away. And we're actually approaching our 40th show, so I think we're going to be giving away some All Turns No Breaks hats. But don't quote me on that. Ask me in two episodes. That's right, because I want a hat. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. And like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Be kind to each other for Tam, for All Turns No Breaks, and myself. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 